hear your word, understand your word, understand who we are, what we're to do, how we're to live our lives before you, Lord. So we honor you, Lord, love you, and thank you today. Open up the bread of life to us, Father. Give us the part that causes us to grow strong and and last long on this earth and do the right thing at all times. We thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that there's power and direction in your word. There's wisdom and understanding. Everything that we need is in your healing in your word. So we thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. So we're going to talk about the fact that the Lord is soon to come. Don't deny him. Amen. The Lord is soon to come. Don't deny him. And then God gave me that prophecy about the five wise and five foolish virgins that let me understand that God wants us to live in an expectation that he will return, uh, that he will uh, judge and he will reward. He has to do all of those things or his word would mean nothing. You know, if God can't enforce his word and he can't reward uh, uh, according to his word, then there's no point in him saying any of this. Uh, Sometimes we want all of the word to be true until it compels us to do something. Perhaps that's a challenge for us or maybe a little difficult for us to do. Uh, And so we we want to uh, live in the whole counsel of God, live in the fullness of, of all of the word that he has given us to understand and to anticipate the return of the Lord because he is coming back. He promised he would. And I think many times we want to live in a, a form of denial or something that diminishes the importance of understanding that. Uh, if we don't really understand that God does come and he does judge and he does reward, then, then we are not going to really um, fully uh, um, I guess serve him Uh, we're not going to really uh, walk in the the, uh, power that God wants us to walk in because if you don't really believe the Lord's going to reward anybody and you don't believe he's going to judge you you don't believe he's going to let you know whether you spent your years here wisely or not whether or not you spent your resources wisely uh, whether or not you spent your time here wisely uh, there's there's we're missing part of the revelation of Christ if we don't see him as king and lord and judge and so when we think about the lord's return we need to think about the fact that he will come uh, to uh, judge the earth and he will sort out those that belong to him and those that don't belong to him and so there is a sense that we have to uh, expect God's um, approval or disapproval on our lives how do you spend your life does he approve or does he disapprove and uh, I think we uh, we get an understanding a part of that uh, because the Holy Spirit dwells in us the Holy Spirit can make us aware of uh, God's understanding or God's favor disfavor on uh, how we spend our time and how we spend our lives Uh, Jesus tells us to occupy until he comes occupy what as much as we can (laughs) you know that's my thinking Uh, occupy the workplace occupy your home occupy uh, and and that means to hold it in his care until he returns and, and keep it safe for safekeeping for him and 
So it means to be about the Father's business at all times. Understanding that there will come a time when you can't do any work anymore. You can't, uh, there won't be uh, the season of working for Christ. Everybody that's saved will have had an opportunity to confess Him or deny Him. And so I think it's, it's just good for us to really keep that in mind that uh, God is judge and He is Lord and He is King and He uh, is directing everything. You know, sometimes it doesn't seem like He's real active in our lives but he really really is he's, he's directing us and opening doors for us uh, giving giving uh, us opportunity to share the gospel so in uh, Mark chapter 8 I thought we could start there and so I found some scriptures that talk about uh, whether or not we deny the Lord and uh, how that how, how that plays into our everyday life and Mark 8 chapter 34 Jesus says, uh, um, oh, 834. Whoopsie. He says, and he called the people unto him and his, with his disciples also. And he said to them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So that word deny, I'm going to look at it real quick in the Strong's Concordance. Um, It's interesting how sometimes you can get a a different flavor or an expanded understanding of what you're talking about if you allow God to show you a a meaning to something. Um, This word deny, it means to deny utterly, disown, abstain. To deny utterly, disown, and abstain. So if you (coughs) abstain from the knowledge of Christ, if you disown and and utterly walk away. And and over the years I've known people like that. I thank God for faithful people. Uh, And it's a good thing to be faithful to God. But some people, um, you'll see them, they can be very active in God and and very on fire for God and then 10 years down the road they don't go to church anymore they don't so they've allowed something to come in there to make them deny him you you deny him when you disown him uh, when you utterly walk away from him uh, when you um, have opportunity to speak up on God's behalf and you don't do it and so this is something that that we have to overcome uh, and and the only way to overcome it is to deny yourself so you'll either deny him or you'll deny you but you can't own both at the same time that's one of the things it's a covenant concept that you can't serve two masters you're going to hate one and love the other you're going to cling to one and, and shy away from the other. So you, you just can't do it. There has to be a uh, a place where uh, you really, really make a decision. These are decision things. You have to make a quality decision that you're going to uh, forget about you. And I think there's a beauty there because when you forget about you, 
you you really allow God to reign in your life, and you really you take on a different understanding of life. You take on a different. Um, there's a freedom there because the devil really can't harm you now because you don't exist anymore. Uh, you trust God because you know God. I, I'm tired of struggling about every little thing in my life. I get I'm, I don't want to struggle anymore about uh, having possessions and property and and trying to protect what I own and taking care of everything. And so once you deny yourself to indulge yourself in in all of the things that would consume your time, and you trust God, then uh, there's a freedom that comes with that there's a wisdom that comes uh, and it's not that you don't care about anything I don't think that's true but what you care about is on a different level now uh, you care about things that are above uh, you, and, and you have to start to draw more from God to understand where his mind is and so you live in a totally different realm now as you deny self and take up your cross and follow him uh, he says to take up your cross and, and that is uh, the persecution that we suffer that is the uh, uh, where people don't want to accept us the rejection all of those things that's part of bearing the cross What what is it that kills you <laughs> you know what is it that you can't uh, just control and get it under your your control so that you can master it what is it that thing that continues to get away from you where you can't uh, can't do everything you want to do when you want to do it and so that's that's your cross you know and we all have to carry them you can't leave it behind you have to take that with you sometimes your cross can come through relationships um, we want to see our whole all of our loved ones saved but you know yet they still reject us they still reject God they still want to uh, live a life of sin or live a life of uh, carefree not acknowledging God and yet we pray and pray and pray for them so that burden that you carry for lost souls and your family and loved ones and uh, those that you are close to uh, those you must pick up you can't leave those behind you can't just forget people uh, you can't write them off you can't say they're not important you can't say because they're not saved uh, forget about them or you know they everybody can't get saved I remember the old days when uh, people used to you know I was around a lot of religion when I first got saved and people would say well you know everybody's not going to get saved well that's not you're, you're not the judge you're the servant you're supposed to share Christ with them anyhow whether you think they're going to get saved or not you know you you have to we have to change our thinking and so even to to change that way of thinking is part of denying yourself deny yourself the right to decide whether or not somebody's worthy of having the word preached to them or not you know whether or not you uh you can can uh, rightfully say that person is not going to get saved we don't know that faith tells us 
to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and and be thankful for the opportunity to share Christ with somebody and uh, and not to to be so quick to judge and to to uh, stand in judgment of people uh, that they can't be saved God God can move in so in such constricted and, and sinful areas I mean he come comes to, to liberate people from their sin so why would he not send us into areas where people really seem not to want the Lord or they fight you a lot or they argue with you a lot and all that kind of stuff denying yourself really means living as a witness even when people don't seem to want to care about the Lord you just keep it up that's who you are that's what you do and you you continue to be that witness that that uh, Christ has, has called you to be. I remember, uh, uh, I think I shared it before, but I'll say it, share it again. It seems appropriate. Uh, the uh, time my dad was in the hospital, one of the last times he was in the hospital, and and I went in to visit him, and he didn't recognize me, and I kept thinking to myself, boy, this is a big waste of time, you know. <laughs> I didn't even know I'm here, and I kept overhearing the conversation. There was a curtain between his bed and the bed of another person that was, uh, and I never saw the face of that person um, uh, but I could see his visitors kind of sitting at the foot of his bed and they were talking about this one girl was talking about the Bible and everything she said was uh, wrongly divided let me put it that way uh, and she kept saying I know all about this stuff and I know this and I know that and and the man who was the patient kept saying yeah but you're not telling me what I need to know he said I want to know about being saved he said I want to make sure that I can be saved and he kept crying out like that for salvation and I I remember the Holy Spirit just hovering over him and hovering over that room and I spoke up and I said brother I said you're calling on the name of the Lord I said and God is saving you now I said you are saved I said if you're crying out for him I said he's right here to save you I said um, and he was weeping at the same time he was talking and there's this girl telling him all this convoluted stuff and I just my heart just broke I said God here's a person needing truth and all he's surrounded with are lies and people who feed lies into him and I thought to myself I said you know I thought about coming to visit my father and I kept thinking to myself I'm going to go put on all these clothes and do this and do that. And I was dragging myself, but I, I went anyway. And, you know, my father and I, um, uh, let me put it this way. I know he's going to be okay. And he knows I know he's good. We don't roll like that. You know, we're not handholders and I got to be there for daddy. And, you know, and I don't live in guilt about what I didn't do all these years and what he didn't do. We don't we don't live like that. We didn't live like that. Uh, but I knew that I needed to go and see him. That was what I knew. Uh, but little did I know that it wasn't him that I was going for. And I thought to myself, Lord, we live in such a a um, delicate world 
a fragile world where if your people don't obey you and do what you tell them to do a person can go to hell and be lost forever and I saw that that day I saw how important it is for us just to go by faith and not let ourselves get talked out of obeying faith when God puts it there for you to go because you don't know what's going to be there and I know many times we'll go somewhere and we think well I'm going to go witness to so and so and nothing happens you understand what I'm saying but then there there are times you don't even think you're going for that and something happens and so I think it's very very important that we keep in mind who we are and what we carry within us and not deprive the world of it by making up these ideas in our heads about who can be saved, who can't be saved. Uh, well, my family, you know, I'm believing God for them one day. You know, let's just deny ourselves the luxury of being God. You know, playing God and having to know everything all the time. Just deny yourself the luxury of knowledge, which doesn't help anybody. You know, your knowledge doesn't help anybody unless it comes through the anointing of God. And so when I, I, I really began to understand how the enemy sets it up to steal salvation from people. To steal God from people. To steal understanding from people. And sometimes it can be a matter of just a few minutes or an hour or whatever it is. You know that, that can, can, can make the difference and tip the balance. And so when we understand what it means to deny yourself. Uh, myself wanted to stay home myself wanted to say why am I doing this daddy knows you know you know we don't roll like this well I'm not going to hold his hand and all that but I just felt compelled to go and um, and my dad knew the Lord you know he knows the Lord and you know all of that you know we try to get him to pray in tongues and he'd talk us out of it you know (laughs) you know we've been there already we've been through the whole of all the paces but I I found out from speaking with my parents uh, and I realized when they were both saved they were able to share and they didn't know it was being born again they didn't know it was a salvation experience they just knew that they had an encounter with God and from what they told me it was in the witness of the Holy Spirit I knew that God had saved them now people live in ignorance a lot if you are in a church and they don't teach you much and there's not much knowledge there you're not going to grow very much and you're not going to show very much growth but that seed is still there see God they're sealed until the day of, of redemption by the Holy Spirit same Holy Spirit that seals us and we grow in knowledge because we have that hunger and we have doors open to us where we can gain knowledge they are sealed by the same Holy Spirit you got me and so uh, it, it, it's a wonderful thing to understand uh, 
salvation to that degree and, and to walk with God and it's not just uh, them con- repeating after you some prayer uh, it's a real encounter with God it, it would have to be a real encounter with God for it to be valid and so we, we need to understand in denying ourselves you deny yourself the luxury of saying who could be saved and who can't be saved you deny yourself the luxury and trust me I didn't want to tell that girl to shut up but I pretty much did I just you know talked to him past her because it was obvious to me the devil had sent her there to dominate the conversation because she could say she knew scripture because she could quote it and dominate things like she was the authority on his soul and so when you come up against that if you don't understand that 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 God has placed you there to deny the devil the right to take his soul to hell and to tell him truth and let him know but see it's obvious she didn't know God because the presence of the Holy Spirit didn't move her when she was talking telling them what she her interpretation I know all about this and you don't know this and it's a knowledge thing to her so hopefully she learned a little something too but it wasn't her day it was that gentleman's day and uh, I was before I left I asked him if I could could just shake his hand and I said welcome to the family of God and uh, you know I just pulled the cover back a little bit he, he grabbed my hand I shook his hand and I could see from all of the the bandages and stuff he was very sick and uh, I even asked Sheree to take him a couple of pamphlets on salvation the next day she couldn't find him he wasn't in my dad's room anymore and she went to the desk to find out who he was she works there and um, she couldn't find any trace of him they didn't and so you just don't know about these encounters but uh, sometimes it's just once once and done there are some opportunities like that so I say that to say always be aware who you are what you carry and understand that God can call upon that upon himself through you to share Christ with somebody and know the timing of God uh, for a soul to, to come into heaven because there are some people who won't get a second chance to say or another chance to deny Christ they'll only get an opportunity uh, to ask him to save them and, and that's their last opportunity so so we have to be faithful so when Jesus told the disciples that when if you're going to come after me if you're going to follow me and this is important following Christ is everything it's everything uh, don't don't think it's not uh, an opportunity for a better life. Uh, we follow a lot of people in life, and uh, none of them are able to do for us what God can do for us. And so when we when we understand the great privilege it is to follow the Lord, then I think we'll be more inclined to be careful to do things that please Him, not for us but for him God can do a lot of wonderful things in our lives but we don't live for those things we live for him and so this is uh, an opportunity for us to really really get to know the Lord and and really uh, uh, 
be closer to him if, if you don't have anything in the way if you don't have a lot of stuff that you want from God or a lot of stuff that you're thinking about other than him uh, you can can have a very very rich life and, and denying your, yourself really is part of that uh, seeking that rich life and, and renouncing the old so it, it uh, when he said follow me that means he leads we follow Amen. So when when you follow, you are that's an act of humility, and you humble yourself, and you take second place. You don't take first place anymore. And Jesus called his disciples by name. He calls all of us by name. And when somebody important calls you by name, that makes you feel good. You know that exalts you. But then, in order to follow him, you got to humble yourself. So we live we live this way as Christians. We have uh, uh, many 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 days of humility and uh, one one time exaltation, and we're back to humble again. You know, uh, you can't live in your own glory. You can't you can't do that. You you'll you'll cease being able to see the Lord, and you'll cease being able to follow Him. We have to turn away from our past lives and loves and occupations and act in obedience to him. There was an incident where Jesus was being sought after by his mother and his brothers. And somebody came to him and said, Lord, your mothers and brother are asking for you. And he said, the ones who are my mother and brother are the ones who are here listening to the word. So he, he even brought correction to his own mom and his brothers and sisters. Because he said, if you really are seeking me, you should be here listening to what I'm preaching. And not trying to pull me aside from what I'm called to do and uh, go after you. So part of denying yourself means to let everything go except what God wants you to have and, and be thankful for it. You know, uh, God is not trying to diminish us in any way. He lets us do that. You deny yourself. He doesn't deny you anything. That's something voluntary on your part. So when we turn away from our past lives, loves, and occupations and act in obedience to him, then we can follow him with our whole heart. You can't have anything else in your heart that you're willing to drop him so quickly for. And we get tested on that all the time. Uh, you know, you, you have to prove to God over and over and over again that you love him more than you love anything else. There's always a test. And so this is a life of faith and humility with brief periods of God-ordained exaltation. It has to be God-ordained. I know a lot of times we'll think, well, when is it going to be my turn for this? And when am I going to do this? And when am I going to him? When, 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 when? And that's us trying to exalt ourselves when God is helping us to live this life of self-denial. I had a friend that was uh, in ministry with me. We were in a women's ministry together. And uh, I remember her uh, having a struggle. She had a daughter that had, you know, was a kind of a disappointment to her as a Christian mom. She had had two children out of wedlock. And uh, she was just kind of a rough cut of a person. You could see she did a lot of things just to antagonize her mother. You know, just, you know, some kids never get even. 
<laughs> they just keep getting even all their lives. They think they, they, you know, the parents have done something wrong and they got to show them, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, but this girl loved children, and um, she would come sometimes for our meetings, and we had a little children's nursery, and it was hard to find people to go in and work with the children because everybody wanted to drop theirs off and nobody wanted to take a turn. And so she would come in and, and she just would do the job. She enjoyed it. She did it with it. She was the best person we ever had in a children's nursery. But always this conflict with her mother. And I remember uh, the mother kind of feeling, I mean, you can tell with people, she kind of felt like uh, it's a good thing the daughter doesn't want to come around. You know what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden she would show up and, and we would always encourage her when she would come and take care of the children. I told her mom one time, I said, you know what, I said, she's the best nursery, nursery teacher we have ever had. And she would just put her head down, you know, and was, you can tell it wasn't a good relationship. Too much, too much stuff not forgiven is the way I looked at it. You know, it's just, it just wasn't good. But anyway, uh, we needed somebody uh, very desperately. We had a Christmas meeting. Of course, those are always big because you do more for people. And uh, she, we asked her to come and take care of the kids, and she came. And so, you know, it was always kind of a little friction between her and her mom. And but, but they get along pretty good that one time. And you know, you can see the mother kind of, you know, exhale after it was over because no incident happened, kind of. Thing. It was tough for her. It really was, and uh, and God saw that, and so I um, God had given me a, a message for her mom, and I wrote it out because I I always would do that. You know, if it's prophetic, you can't remember all that stuff, and you can't blurt it out. And I just write it. I always kept little blank note cards that I could jot things like that down and just give them to people and so uh, I gave it to her after the meeting um, no it was at a board meeting because we would have board meetings right after our, our fellowship meetings you know to discuss and, and make plans for the next meeting so we always had that and after the board meeting was over everybody had left and I just gave the note to her and put it in her hand and she opened it right away and read it and uh, she, you know she kind of wept a little bit and she said you know what she said I, I know this is God she said I appreciate you confirming that she said and because she said I, I love opera and she said I refuse to spend money on those tickets because they're expensive so I always told God well God whenever you want to bless me you know whenever I've done something that you you consider worthy of blessing just bless me with an opera <laughs> you know and I'll, I'll let them that was her little thing see she denied herself that luxury and most of us wouldn't think anything about it you just go buy what you want we're entitled to it's my right you know all that kind of stuff but she kept it a personal thing between her and God where she she gave that up for something better and that was that she would not spend be extravagant toward herself but that she would trust God to bless her with extravagance when she it was time for a blessing and so uh, she said uh, she said 
just yesterday she said somebody called us and told us that they had two tickets for the opera and asked if my husband and I could use them and, and we were going to go she said and she said that was always my little thing between me and God if there was something that I had done and, and it was a sacrifice God would honor it and he would bless me with that she said that she said I always know when I've done something right so to speak because God would would do that for her and and so if these things you know how you work with God is how you work with God but work with him according to the word you know allow yourself to put God in charge of certain things I think that's the life of self-denial is really putting God in charge of these things and not going through life trying to get everything uh, yourself or everything that you think you can afford to have just because you can afford to have it. I mean it's there's more to life than that. If you look at it a little bit more deeply you'll see that there's more to life than than what we think is here. Um, so this is a life of faith and humility with brief periods of God ordained exaltation. That's That's the way we're supposed to live. In verse 38, Jesus says something uh, here. He says, <clears throat> uh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. In verse 34, if you're going to come after me, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. Whoever will save his life shall lose it. So if you think you can do a better job at living than I can provide for you, you're going to be at a loss. Okay? But whoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. So you have to put the gospel in there. You just can't be somebody who doesn't do this, doesn't do that, doesn't do that, doesn't do that. And you know, you think you're just going to pray and worship God all day. You've got to go out and share Christ with somebody. That's where the real challenge is, is, is letting that door open to you're being persecuted you're being rejected you're all of the things that we fear in the natural man <laughs> you don't want to have that happen to you we always but see that's part of exalting yourself we kind of put ourselves above certain things because we don't want to experience the pain of rejection or the pain of people telling us uh, no thank you you know I'm uh, I'm Catholic or I'm this or I'm that you know when you ask them about coming to church or something like that or you share Christ with someone uh, you always run the risk of them saying no and so if you deny yourself that no isn't personal uh, what they're saying no to is an invitation from God but God had you extend the invitation anyway and so uh, that's what, what the life of faith is all about so he says uh, for what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul nothing there's nothing you, can, you can't redeem yourself Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me. See? This is what it boils down to. It's never that, uh, well, it wasn't the right time or I didn't feel led. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's shame that's on you that makes you not feel led to do something. And of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. So this this denying self or, or exalting self has eternal consequences. 
uh, Jesus said you can't go through life it's like you know the Christians that that walk away from God you know they don't go to church anymore they they're really denying the Lord that bought them because I tell people I said listen if you're scared to witness to people the least you can do is go to church let your neighbor see you getting in your car every Sunday going to church and coming back and and to me that's a powerful witness because what that does is that sets you apart as somebody who who has reserved that time for God and trust me this day and age it's not that common that people are church goers anymore I mean it really isn't you'll see some places you'll see pockets that have very large numbers of people but those people aren't regular in attendance you'll see they've got uh, many of them will say well our membership is 20,000 people but only three or four thousand come on a regular basis every Sunday and so that witness just that right there will open the door it'll open many doors for you to share Christ with people because when people want need God or need something they're going to think about well I know those people they go to church because I see them going every Sunday you know what I'm saying I see them leaving every Sunday I see this and they will be able to see you as a person who is a resource for them in their time of difficulty in their time of trouble trust me that is a powerful witness right there and so I wouldn't would never lose that witness once you do you start to blend in with the world and and you're not denying yourself anymore sometimes you got to say well Lord it's tough for me to get out of here with all my children or whatever you you know you think is makes it hard for you but you got to go anyway and so you do those things because it's it's part of denying yourself and exalting the Lord when you indulge yourself you want it to be comfortable all the time you want it to be like you want it to be Uh, I know sometimes people feel competitive when they get in an atmosphere you know you can lose all of that stuff you know church people get around each other and want to out testify each other and want to out talk each other and talk more about tell everybody one person wants to dominate the conversation and you know sometimes it's just good to be quiet and 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 you know let people assume that you know a whole lot more than what you know or it's good to be quiet and let God start to tell you when to talk and what to say you know you don't want to uh, be the exhibition person all the time you know a lot of times people talk to hide who they are they want to keep the conversation going so you don't ask them anything about themselves so you know it's a it's a defensive posture you know and so we we have to understand that but but we're not to exalt ourselves we're really not so if we're ashamed in front of a sinful and perverse people we're ashamed of God in front of a people that we should be bold about God in front of Jesus said listen these people are sinners and they need me bad what are you ashamed of me for you know why are you not telling them about me he said we must and we must stand boldly for Christ even when others disagree or don't want to hear the truth you you have to tell them the truth huh you know if you know somebody that's hurting you tell them God loves you you know you you don't have to live like this why don't we pray and ask God to do so and so and such and such and such for you 
Is God going to do it? Yes, he is if you'll pray. He's not going to do it if you don't offer to pray for him. But if you'll offer to pray for them, you'll find out God will do miracles for them. You know somebody who's struggling, somebody who's uh, uh, down on themselves or, or feeling uh, small or feeling insignificant. You know, you tell those people, listen, God loves you. Uh, there's no reason for you to feel like this. Do you realize the potential you have in Christ if you just allow yourself to, to hear these words that I'm telling you? Uh, this is how you, you elevate people. This is what you do. You, this is what follows him means you do exactly what he would do to help that person there's a lot of help we have for people but we keep it locked up inside of us because we're afraid ashamed too busy thinking about well, what are they going to say or well they don't go to church I can't tell them this or they don't know the Lord how can I tell them? you just open your mouth you know you know what people need open your mouth and tell them so he says when we exalt self we become ashamed of Christ because the world condemns us for our faith the world always has something negative to say about believers Satan knows that if he can stop the gospel he can have many more under his power what's standing between the devil and him taking somebody to hell is you and me we're what's standing in that place and, and standing against that. So share Christ with people. Share, pray with them. Pray and ask God, and God will honor those prayers. He'll honor those prayers. He'll, you know, you step in there and, and you put Him on the line. You're not putting yourself on the line. See, part of denying yourself is forgetting that you don't. You're not bringing the prayer to pass. <laughs> Thank God, you're just the messenger. You didn't create the message, but you can give the message. So go ahead and give the message. Amen. Sometimes just a kind word can make all the difference in the world in a person's life. You know, I've seen it over and over again. People say things like, "Well, that's just what I—that's exactly what I needed to hear." And I had a girl call me one time. It was like two in the morning. And uh, uh, when I uh, I pray, uh, she's on one of my prayers. I think it's a health prayer. Uh, she she was a, a, a girl that was brought to. I think Jamila brought her that little girl to to church one time. And uh, I always kept her name on the prayer list because she was so sad. You know, I mean, she was you know holding herself together. But when she spoke, I could tell. There was so much there, you know, that you couldn't get to in in one <clears throat> in one prayer. And I did pray for her. And uh, she said, I said, well, what do I need to pray for you for? She said, well, uh, she said, just, she said, healing. And I said, oh, okay. I said, is there anything in particular wrong you can tell me? She said, well, she said, I've had a lot of pain in my life. And when she said that, something just went through me and just, you know, and I thought, well, God, you know, what on earth? You know, and I, I didn't want to go in. I didn't ask her for any details, but I did pray for her. And I just kept praying for her. And I would always see her name every every Wednesday when I prayed my health prayer with Miss Clydell. You know, I would call her name. And sometimes I would wonder how she was doing. And she called me at 2 o'clock in the morning. And she said, um, 
she says it's Reverend Barbara I said yeah and I, she said who is this? I said who is this and she told me her name and, and I said oh I said I just prayed for you yesterday she said you did I said honey I pray for you every week she said I'm so happy to hear that she said she, she was telling me some of the things she was going through she was involved with somebody that wasn't right for her and she knew it and all this and I told her I said well you know what to do I said I said if you ever need me to pray for you again or you need to talk you can call me she said I just I just felt like I got to talk to somebody to this there's got to be somebody that will talk to me and that understands I said well I'm glad I was here I said you can call me anytime and and so it's things like that of denying yourself you know now most ministers don't even answer their phone after a certain time of night or you know what I'm saying I mean and, and it, it, it's okay if you don't want to be disturbed but sometimes it's God that tells you to take that phone call because it's important and I hadn't seen her I think it had been two years since she had, she had come that one time uh, many ministers well they're not they're not my flock they they're not on the roll they're not a member you know we don't have time for people who aren't members members of what are they human do they have a need aren't we supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel to everybody are we supposed to have just members I don't know I you know, it just makes you wonder sometimes. But well, yeah, and it's only for certain ones. Then other members using want the tithers to have certain things, and everybody else can't have anything. It's just sick. It's a little sick sometimes, but you know, we working on it, gang. We working on it. I hope, but. Um, uh, but these are the things that, to me as believers, this is what you're here for. You're here for the people that may just need to have a kind word here and there and, and you know, can't get, for some reason they don't come to church or they don't reach out to God much or whatever. I thank God for the people who are consistent. But there are some people out there who aren't for whatever reason. They still need God's help. They still need his help. They still need his help. So so we, we, we can't deny him. We, we must acknowledge Christ at all times. And to me that means sharing Christ with as many people as he will bring into your path. And, and pray for him to God I'm your labor you said uh, pray for the Lord of the harvest to send laborers that's me I'm praying for me to get out there and labor for you Lord show me somebody that needs you show me somebody that needs a kind word show me somebody that needs you know just sometimes it's just a morsel of food or a morsel of water to keep them going to, for another day I remember when I was depressed it was like a day at a time and pretty soon I could count the days since I'd had a bad day. And and pretty soon the, the, the bad days were few and far between. That's the way life is. Uh, especially when you're struggling to hold on to your sanity or hold on to your peace or hope for your future or something like that. It really is a day at a time. And sometimes you're you're the cup of cold water for that person. Just for that one time, for that one day. 
and then God oversees that and he gets somebody else maybe to give them the next morsel that they need for the next day until they're able to get to where God wants them to be till they're restored so it's a good thing folks to to deny yourself let God use you let him show you what what he wants you to do in Matthew uh, 10 I'm sorry Matthew 10 and verse 33 Don't ever be discouraged in your witnessing for Christ. Don't let empty seats make you think that it's hopeless. You know what I'm saying? And God always wants us to, you know, if you talk to people and they never show up at church, you served God. You got me? We're, we're not just church builders. We're people builders. We want to see them come because it's better for them if they make a commitment to God. But But we'll work where God has us to work. So in verse 33 in Matthew 10 it says, verse 32, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. The reason Jesus takes this hard line stance is because so many people are depending on us. He's given us his power to use for divine purpose, not for sitting around and and pretending like we don't know Jesus or, you know, some people in the church are still trying to be cool. They want to wear jeans. You know, they'll die if they can't wear jeans. Well, what what does that mean? You know, suppose God tells you not to wear them anymore. What are you going to do? You know, they'll fight you tooth and nail. I've had ministers uh, say, well, well, what's your dress code? And see, I know where that's going because they already got something they they're adamant about wearing. You know, what do you care if you're going to wear that anyway? Why are you asking me? You know what I'm saying? So I, I tell him, I said, well, you know, you know, I said, what do you feel anointed in? You know, I'll say something goofy to him like that. I don't, you know, if you want to embarrass yourself, embarrass yourself. But if you get too far out the pocket, you won't get invited back. You know what I'm saying? Let's not get crazy here. But, uh,. You know, then some of the people they kill me. They want to go grab a rope. Sometimes you see them and they'll look so casual. You wonder if they they really belong in a pulpit. Next thing you know, got a robe with this big tall miter on their head and all this stuff. Who are you? Find out who you are. <laughs> So there are a lot of people depending on us, folks. The sick, the oppressed, the addict, the sinner. They're all depending on us. So and all can be changed if we will deny ourselves and exalt the Lord. To say, uh, I'm nobody. I'm just a messenger. I'm here with a message for you. And uh, deliver the message. Sandy Brown says she was she well, the one one time she could say she was witness to she said there was a woman that that uh, told her about Jesus mentioned the name of Jesus to her and that's as much witness as this lady did you know and um, the woman later told her that uh, she said well I was in my house and I was praying and I said Lord uh, can I do something for you today just just use me to do something for you today and uh, the Lord told her to go next door take an empty cup and borrow a cup of sugar from her neighbor 
and she went in there and she the neighbor was talking to Sandy at the breakfast table and she said Sandy just looked lost and depressed and, and she said the woman went in nervously said I'll give you a cup of sugar her hand was shaking and, and she while she was giving the sugar she was kind of looking around and she looked at Sandy she said lady I don't know what your problem is but I'm telling you Jesus Christ is the answer and that's all she said that was the extent of the witness to that woman and I'm telling you God will use our nervous chatter our 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 seeds we have we chew the seed up before we spit it out you know and, and say it and you know all that stuff he knows we're imperfect in the things we do we don't we don't do them perfectly but the little bit that we're able to do a little bit of obedience we can do he can use it mightily because sandy said before that time she knew jesus christ as a cuss word she had never heard the gospel never been in church never been close to church people at all and and she knew that was her answer because uh, she had cried out to god she said god if if you're out there help me and that word jesus came later and she was able to know that jesus was her help and so you just don't know how god is putting together a witness for somebody but we got to deny ourselves folks we can't be too busy we can't be too uh involved we can't be too ashamed we can't be ashamed at all we just gotta let it go and trust god with our words in titus 1 he says here you you say you love god but your actions show differently and so uh our our denying ourselves and exalting the lord is an action it it has to be something that we do uh let me find this in titus oh yeah all the t's are together here you are titus titus 116 i think it is he says Uh, verse 15 unto the pure all things are pure but to them that are defiled and unbelieving nothing's pure you ever hear people that just criticize everything it's because they what have they carry inside of them but even their mind and conscience is defiled they profess that they know god but in their works they deny him being abominable disobedient unto every good work reprobate so uh exalting the lord is an action it's not just saying you exalt god or saying you belong to god or it's not just words it is action for sure and uh it's always a, your witness is what you do just as much as what you say a witness has to to have two levels of testimony uh, their lifestyle to prove that they know Jesus and they acknowledge him and they are denying self and living for him and the other part of it is what you say uh, if you're a witness for Christ what do you say in times of trouble what do you say uh, when there's a need what do you say uh, how do you respond in these situations so there are characteristic ways that we respond when we uh, deny ourselves and exalt the Lord. There are certain things that we can reach out and do on our own. You know, don't have to pray, don't have to use your faith. But if you want to honor God, you will use your faith. And you will pray and you will decide what to do based on what God tells you to do. It's, it's, um, it's a different way of living so we're to let our actions show our faith and our life of self-denial 
and we will not deny the Lord. When we are not concerned about ourselves, what we want to eat, drink, wear, you know, who likes you, who doesn't like you, who respects you, who admires you, when you forget all of that stuff, you will not deny the Lord because you don't really exist anymore except to glorify Him. And so there's nothing that will conflict with you uh, being obedient to God because you've, you've taken all that stuff off the table. It doesn't really matter anymore. So God has free reign to live through us. And we can glorify him greatly when he has the freedom to live through us 100%. How many times do we indulge our vanity and push Jesus aside? Huh? Sometimes we boast calling it a testimony. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Some people say, well, look what God got me. You know what I'm saying? Or, or uh, uh, you know, the we live in a world of every day somebody's taking a selfie. You know, and uh, it, it just... Really seriously, and and they'll talk about God is blessing me, but some things you need to let be between you and God. It's like it, it, they were uh, in the Bible. It says Mary pondered these things in her heart. She didn't see the things that that you have between you and God have a richness about them. Um. They're intimate things. You know, sometimes they're things only you and God understand that are personal between the two of you. They're best appreciated, pondering in your heart, and they're not for just free expression all the time. Um, There's some things that are secret things that are blessings just between you and the Lord. Uh, There's some things that maybe that you want to accomplish in life that if God were to let you do those things boy it would would bring you great joy and all of that those things don't have to be broadcast all the time I don't think I mean it just it just you just don't want to tell everything all the time and sometimes so especially when we're young Christians it can be like you know trading prophecies or something you know well God told me I was going to do this well God told me I was going to do this God told me you know it gets to be that way even though it's not said like that sometimes it can be done with that kind of an attitude and so we we have to be careful sometimes about uh, revelation uh, self-revelation understanding now if it's a prophecy that's for everybody you share those things you know if you you're called to prophesy you share those things there may be times where you'll have to share testimony to encourage somebody's faith before you pray for them you know where you might have to tell them you know what I, I was sick for many years and I I really prayed and I stayed in, in the word and little bit by little bit God healed me and brought me out of that you know those those are things that are helpful but we we have to make sure we're not indulging our vanity 
<clears throat> because when we do that we push the Lord aside and we deny him we don't let him get the glory for these things we somehow make it like it's we're important because we have those things in God so so we do have to be careful about those things so the more we deny self the greater he becomes and we do not deny him but we allow him to shine so when you allow the Lord to shine uh, you you speak those things that glorify him and speak in a way that glorifies him so there's an increase for us in righteousness and the precious things of life men we increase in righteousness the fruit of our righteousness starts to come come forth in a greater greater way Leviticus 23:32 we saw here if you look at that for a moment where the Jews were forbidden to do any work on the sabbath men they had to deny themselves you would think boy don't have to go to work are you kidding me but what do you do while you're at home what do you do when you're not at home Leviticus 23 32 then sometimes you wish well I should just go to work you know I won't have to get in this trouble with God it says uh, um, uh, it talks about the day of atonement up above I guess I can start in 30 whatsoever soul it be that does any work in that same day that same soul I will destroy from among the people isn't that frightening (laughs) yeah right (laughs) really you shall do no manner of work it shall be a statute forever throughout your generation so this does not change folks it shall be unto you a sabbath of rest that you shall afflict your souls so resting is afflicting your soul huh in the ninth day of the month and even even from evening until evening shall you celebrate your sabbath so when he says afflict your soul don't indulge yourself remember when they would have fasting they said it's to afflict your soul didn't do anything to to afflict your body but it sure afflicted your soul that's the seed of, of your trouble and your joy is what's in your mind what plays to your emotions all of that stuff and so when you afflict your soul you don't indulge yourself in the pursuits that you would normally pursue you let go of your normal pursuits and that sabbath was a day of rest unto the lord you were to rest with god that's why we have church on sunday it's tradition that we rest with God on the Sabbath and to be honest with you it's an abomination because most people can't stand two hours but he said from sun up to sundown the whole 24 hours you're to take apart and rest with me I remember my mom talking about their church when they would have church he said yeah well you know we lived in the country and and we had to walk a lot of miles to get to church so what they did was every family packed a lunch and they just had church all day they were so tired from 
from and it was really a rest for them and they couldn't wait to get there because they could worship they fellowship they take a break and eat their meal and then you know relax and wait for the evening service they had two services on sunday a morning and an evening service and it was a joy to them because they really understood what resting in the Lord was all about and that that time that they would have to come apart to God they wouldn't think of just taking that day and sleeping in all day or doing nothing with it they honored God for that rest and and it was a good thing Uh, a lot of times you'll see that that tradition is still you can see it a little bit in a lot of of churches especially african-american churches where they um they'll have a, a service that starts where you know like two two deacons come in and they'll sing a cappella and get things started and then uh the choir shows up and then they start the real service and then they sing for an hour and a half and then the preaching starts i mean it goes on all day long and uh i've seen there's some traditional churches that that really hold to that i mean they do that thing like they did it back way back in the day and don't deviate from it so you can walk in at any time and find a church service going on on sunday so i mean it was just just that way and it's a good thing i wouldn't i wouldn't i don't understand a lot of things but i learned how to if the god's involved i learned how to make not make fun of them and think you know well that's kind of crazy you know we we have a better way of doing that i don't know about that i know that in the bible it says you had to give 24 hours to god or he would cut you off from the people so i mean i think cutting yourself off is is not a good thing the more time you can spend devoted to god the better off it is so now we have a sabbath that goes on and on but many times we don't rest in God in that either we cheat on that so you know a lot of people argue well you know the Sabbath is not one day Jesus is our Sabbath we rest in him and all this you know yeah but do you you know do you do you rest in him do you give yourself a chance to give God your full attention enough to let him change your life and affect your life and so we we really really need to focus in on the fact that God wants people who deny self don't let self get involved in any of the things that pertain to God and you'll live a life that's pleasing to God um we think we don't deny god but peter did and that's in luke 22 and verse 34 and that's our last scripture if you don't think you will look at peter he did he walked with the lord followed the lord he served him ministered all that stuff was very close to him peter was privy to some some extraordinary supernatural experiences that jesus had but he still denied the lord there was still some self-indulgence in here uh and and uh you know it, it's just one of those things 2234 let me see if i can find that real quick um verse 33 and he said to him lord i'm ready to go with you both into prison and to death and he said i'll tell you peter the cock shall not crow this day before you will deny me three times so you'll deny three times that you know me 
before sunrise you know which is when the rooster crows and so and and it came to pass exactly that way and even your best efforts at quote unquote serving God or putting him first or whatever can fall short and uh, we need to know that how vulnerable we are to just not acknowledging God or it's not convenient for me to go and do this or it's not convenient for me to stop and talk to this person about the Lord or uh, I got a lot of stuff to do and you know I just don't have time to pick somebody up and bring them to church or whatever it is that we we deny him in you know uh, we're always praying for opportunities to witness but sometimes our witnesses is providing transportation for somebody and if we don't do it you know then then we've denied him so it's it's very very easy folks to to slip but but because the lord is wanting to get his work done on the earth and he has to anoint us in a greater way stay focused on letting things go that aren't important or letting things go that that are childish or you know of the flesh all that kind of stuff or flesh indulgence you know uh, those things spend time focusing on God wouldn't it be nice if we could just go home and not turn on any television or not turn on any movies or not have anything we want to do so bad and just spend that time before the Lord God what do you what do you want to tell me Lord this earth is not my home I don't want to keep getting and reattach things just out of habit you know that uh, that I've been attached to but you know people say well you know there's nothing wrong with this first thing we say when we talk about think about letting go of things there's nothing wrong with that well it, it would be more right though to let it go don't you think <laughs> yeah right <laughs> But, you know, it, it requires that sometimes, you know, just just normal life with God for him to be able to use us uh, to do some of the things that we're looking for God to do would require letting some stuff go. God let it go because it's not doing anything for you. What's it doing for you? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll sit there. We pay all this big cable bill. And it's the same stupid shows over and over and over again. There's nothing new on there. And uh, but yet and still, you gotta get there and watch it. Huh? Gotta get there and watch it. all the uh, as Rachel said. Let's just watch some people get murdered. That's just, that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> when I, she comes in and I'll let her turn the television on because I don't, I don't have it on. I don't have any desire for just sitting watching stuff because I know it'll come back on again anyway. So, when, but when the minute she says, "Oh, let's just watch the murderers," I say, "Okay, come on, let's." <laughs> Our ID net, we're ID addicts, is what they're called. But anyway, but but you know, there's some things. But even that's not a big deal. You know, it's really not a big deal. But but. Denying self, you know, is very important. You can't can't indulge yourself without denying him. But if you deny yourself, you exalt him. And and let's just remember that. Amen. Father, thank you for your word and for understanding the life of sacrifice and self-denial it's still fashionable with god it's still the thing that he it looks good on us to let go of self boasting doesn't look good 
flaunting does not look good let us let us humble ourselves before you lord recognize who we are let you clothe us in your dignity let you clothe us in humility and let you clothe us in your glory so we thank you for that opportunity lord in jesus name amen and praise god amen if anybody needs prayer 